Kilda Fano. Uh, in case you didn't know, that yes was my wife Katie, and I am Greg. <laughs> Magic of technology has us in the same place at the same time, but it is my absolute privilege uh, to be leading this week's by the book discussion panel with, uh, I guess, the two familiar faces that you. Uh, I'm hoping. Let's let's hope that you'll know who they are. Um, we're going to be joined by our lead pastor Brett, who uh, is a self-proclaimed professional Christian for the past 22 years. And uh, we're also going to be joined by, you know, we like to think of church as a bit of a family affair. We're going to be joined by Kristen, who's also in the process of uh, actually getting smarter than her husband uh, as a ministry uh, student at uh, Kerry College uh, and is going to be uh, taking on some uh, some roles and responsibilities across the wider Wesleyan movement. So, good evening. It feels it feels strange for me to be saying good evening to you both, but good evening. Hey, Greg. Good to see you. Hi. Thank you. All right. Well, I mean, let's let's not muck around. Let's get stuck into it. Um, in what ways do you think um, Katie's story is shared by others when it comes to this question of accessibility around Scripture and, and the Bible? You know, um, have you got any thoughts on that? I think it's probably a pretty general feeling for a lot of people that. The Bible is overwhelming at some point, at some level. Uh, it is a bestseller, but it's a long book from a long time ago. And it was written in a different language. And while there are parts that have a beautiful simplicity to it, there are other parts where it's hard to understand and to even know why is that there? Um, and it's... It's also probably for me, it's not, and maybe for a lot of people, it's not the normal genre of reading that we would all do. For me personally, and I cannot even believe I'm about to admit this to you, but um, in a public you heard for, it here forum, first. <laughs> my, my favorite genre, my go-to genre is what my mother and I terminized. I mean, if I'm going to make up genres, I'm going to make up words, right? So it's what we terminize. Oh, goodness. Christian smut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I just said that. But it's what it's what we call Christian smut. And it's we really enjoy the historical Christian romance novels. And while there is romance narratives in the Bible, um, the men in those romances don't tend to be the knight in shining armors that we get in our Christian smut. Am I right? <laughs> Fortunately, you've got a much better role model at home. And, uh, and I, quite, I quite often like to quote from Song of Solomon and just tell Kristen that her teeth are like a flock of freshly shorn sheep. Um, <laughs> works every time absolutely that, that i'm sure it does i would make them very um i i think i mean i totally agree i i think that for me like i read a lot of science fiction and that that's what i read um you know for relaxation you know and apart from revelation um you know i'm not i'm not really seeing much of what i you know what i prefer um i think for others um uh, don't don't like to read you know as katie suggested or i think even more so for some uh, really struggle to read that reading is just something that really 
uh, doesn't come easy. It's it's genuinely difficult, and we're not we're not talking about a preference. We're talking about this is actually a tough thing to even approach. And it's it's very easy for the Bible to become something that we dread because of all these reasons. I think there's also the expectation that is associated with reading the Bible that um, it's too hard for me to understand. And yet, if I want to be a good Christian, I have to read the Bible. And that that does fill us with dread. But that is not what the scripture says about itself. In Psalm 119.7, it says, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So the Bible is full of restorative justice and wisdom producing, and it's joy filling, and it brings light to our lives. And it's like Katie says, it puts God on the forefoot for us, the front foot for us. Sorry, Katie, I misspoke. Yeah, no, yeah, and you can, yeah, and you can see how when you consider all of those things, there is there is a weight, there is a gravitas to um, to scripture that can, like you say, be really, really overwhelming. Um, from from your perspectives, are there are there, I guess, um, practical options or or kind of tips, tricks, little little uh, hacks, so to speak, on you know pushing through that ex- accessibility barrier so that we can kind of maybe break down some of this gravitas into something that makes it a little easier to get into? Well, uh, what's really interesting to me, Greg, just following on, is is that the Bible as this as an accessible, you know, available written document is, is, is relatively recent. We didn't have um, printing presses until the 1400s, so everything was being, you know, mm-hmm. done by hand. But, but it wasn't until, you know, pretty much 100 years later that, that, that we had the first um, Bibles printed in English. Um, previously, they were all in Latin and, in, and really in the hands of the priesthood. So, so the idea of even having the scriptures as, as something accessible, you know, is relatively novel and certainly being able to read them um, as a written word. Um, so most people experience the scriptures orally uh, and they experience them in a different language. Uh, or if you go back to the, when the original texts when they were being shared and shaped, um, shared orally as well. A lot, of, a lot of the scripture incorporates oral tradition. Um, you know, much as, as we saw in, in uh, the reading in Luke 4, you know, you see the scroll of Isaiah being unraveled, unwrapped, and, and Jesus reads from, uh, from that scroll to others. Um, so from, it's really interesting to me, for much of the history of the Bible, um, it has been listened to more. Actually, you know, it's actually been read aloud for others to listen to than it was ever read on a page. In fact, um, much of the Bible is really written um, for listening to, you know, rather than than reading. So there, there is something you know that we can recover, if you like, in, in the listening, um, as as Katie mentioned. Yeah, it's it's interesting that um, we can sometimes get in our own way a little bit, <laughs> think, th- thinking that that accessibility isn't there because we have to do things a particular way. So it's yeah, interesting that you kind of put that spin on it that. Um, it's kind of obvious it's been done this way and we're actually trying to do it and we've been of late trying to do it differently to how it was originally intended hmm. and and now like the printing press was invented and now we have the internet 
<laughs> and we have our phones and we have apps where we have the Bible at our fingertips or our eardrums, you know, like it's, it's so much more accessible and it is going back to that tradition in an even more accessible way. So I really like uh, the version Bible app. It offers devotionals and it offers an amazing way to actually layer your Bible reading or your Bible listening um, scripture in your day. So you can listen to it while you're doing the dishes. I listen to it while I make my bed and tidy up my clothes from the night before. <laughs> No. I would also say that um, getting a getting a really um, good written version that that you know works for you that is easy for you to read. Um, a couple of options: your New International Version, the NIV is a pretty standard version. Um, New Living Translation, the NLT. Uh, these are, are kind of a bit easier to read. Um, uh, there are others if you're wanting to study the scriptures in a more detailed way. You, um, you, there are others that are available, um, like the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version. And there's a really good way to trial uh, what kind of version you prefer without spending any money. And that's to go on to BibleGateway.com. And you can actually select for a given verse or a given chapter or a whole book of the Bible. You can actually select the different versions and read them uh, in those versions. Great way to read uh, the Bible for a start because uh, you can do it on your phone or your computer or whatever. Um, but also um, a great way to just kind of... Uh, uh, play around and see what kind of versions uh, you find helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, the other great thing about technology, I, I've come to know that all of what we're talking about is also going to be available online uh, yeah. <laughs> as, as resources. We don't have to be frantically scribbling down what all of these things are and these acronyms and what have you and getting lost in all of that. Fear not, they will be available as resources online this week. Um, I do sense though that the I guess the um, the accountability issue is is more than just the medium though. It's about um, the content as well. You know, it's it sounds like there's some pretty pretty tough stuff in there. Yeah, and there are parts of the Bible that because it was written in a different context to what we live in now, um, it's kind of hard to understand what that is. And then there are other sections for example like the gospels and much of acts that read like stories and it's much more a genre that we're used to but there are some amazing resources out there that are excellent for our reading and our listening um katie talked about my favorite the bible recap and it is pretty amazing at giving you the meta narrative so the entire picture of god and she does all the work for you <laughs> you know she does all the research and the study and helps give you the context behind what you have just read or listened to and she also has at the start of her her readings prayers and two of the prayers kind of talk about understanding. And the first prayer is, God, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. God wants us to know him. God wants us to actually understand what we have read in the Bible. And the other, the other prayer that goes along that lines is, God, correct any lies I may believe about you or anything that I misunderstand. 
God also hooks you up with um, a fairly compelling reason to tell your kids to go away for 20 minutes while you, uh, you know, you can't, you can't argue with that because I, I, like I say, I've experienced it in our own, own household. Mum needs some time with God and, you know, that's, <laughs> that usually is reasonably well expected. So if, if nothing else, you've got that as well. It's good modeling as well, Greg. Exactly. Uh, Life will go better if you give mom time with God. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I think this issue of context that Kristen brings up is re is really important, um, but it's not just um, it's not just about breaking down barriers to understanding. I think it's also about you know really um, mining the riches of the scriptures. I think sometimes as we are able to dig into some broader understanding, you know, we're able to connect dots and the light bulbs go on, and and so it's quite a rich experience. I think. Um, having extra information uh, to hand, as long as it's, you know, the kind of stuff that um, is actually helping us to advance our understanding and, and our application, rather than stuff that's just there for, uh, for the sake of learning. So sometimes, you know, the meanings of words or understanding different customs or traditions, um, even place names and what they mean, where they are, the distances between places, you know, all of these things are, are things that you can get help with um, from specific resources like Kristen's mentioned, or, you know, um, sometimes even our friend Google can can help us uh, with things. The other thing that was a real um, game changer for me was learning the different genres in the Bible. So, you know, the Bible isn't just one piece of work. It's, uh, it's all these different um, writers um, and different um, kinds of writing. And I, I think that there's real, um, there's a real freedom in understanding that that they are different, they're intended to communicate differently to us, they offer us different things. So some are stories, they're narratives. Uh, some like the Psalms or Proverbs are, are, are wisdom. Um, some are quite poetic, like, like we've already read from the Psalms. Um, uh, some are instructional um, and are actually there to give us instruction in things. Um, again, the Bible talking about itself, Romans 15, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So there's there's all these different ways that the Bible is speaking to us. Um, and uh, and I think there's a richness that comes from that. And and I think you can sort of um, you can sort of relax about some parts of the genre because, no, it really is just telling a story. It really is just uh, speaking beautiful words about God, um, as well as some of those that require a little bit more uh, deciphering um, because of the, the way they are communicating. And, and just to plug the Bible recap <laughs> a little bit more, um, she also gives you videos. Every time you go into a new book, the day before she'll give you a video. I think they're from the Bible Project, actually. And they give you an idea of what the genre is and how that book should be read. Nice. Nice. Right. Well, okay. So I'm... You know, dad of a busy family, I'm working, I'm actually studying at the moment as well. So um, as large a head as I do have, um, there's not a huge amount left in there in terms of uh, brain power and, and, and bandwidth and what have you for kind of taking on more learning and more knowledge. Uh, I guess, is there something about, I guess, the, the expectations around biblical knowledge um, that we might be getting a little bit at? out of balance on and and i guess again it kind of getting in our own way a little bit yeah i i think um it is possible and some of this is our own cultural default in the western world to really elevate knowledge as the goal 
um, to elevate book learning as the goal. Psalm 119, um, Sarah started our service with uh, from, from that psalm earlier. And verse 11 says this, I've, I've hidden your word in my heart that, that I might not sin against you. I always used to find it a bit odd as a, as a, as a new Christian that um, the hiding of the word in my heart was really supposed to be done apparently by memorizing scripture, or I kind of <laughs> thought that was hiding hiding your word in my head. Um, it was sort of the the idea that like, you know maybe memorizing scripture, um, sort of like a vaccine against sin, if that's not too soon, um, <laughs> kind of mentality. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong, because that whole memorizing scripture is, is is not bad in itself. That that's not that's not my point. But but the Bible's not magical uh, in that sense. You know, it's not Harry Potter. Um, so, so I, but I do think this pressure to learn and to, um, to to have knowledge almost for knowledge's sake can be a bit overwhelming and 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 maybe um, even uh, kind of guilt-inducing. But but really, the idea is, and it comes out of Psalm one one nine, is that we might become shaped, you know, by our engagement with the Bible, with the Scriptures. And, and the truth is, we are not we're not only shaped by knowledge. Uh, knowledge is part of it, but it's not the whole part of it. So you know, there's this um, there's distinction for me, um, uh, you know, you made the joke about, you know, professional Christian, uh, you know, there's a real danger to being a professional Christian. People say, well, you must know the Bible really well, and you must be really spiritual because you, every week you write a sermon, so you're deeply studying the scriptures. But you see, that kind of study is oftentimes quite different to the kind of um, devotional uh, reading of the scriptures. You know, me preparing for a message is not a substitute for me being shaped personally by traveling with scripture during my day. Um, and so, you know, there's this, there's this distinction between, I think, you know, sometimes reading for knowledge and sometimes uh, we just want to be shaped by the scripture to sort of kind of soak in it, if you like, and allow it to shape us uh, uh, as a part of it, a part of our, our daily life. Mm-hmm. So I guess now the, uh, the, the, I guess the, getting down to nitty gritty. <laughs> so how then do we read the Bible devotionally? You know, like we get it, we understand that this is a process, this is about behavior, this is about um, the practice of it. How do we, you know, how do we do this devotionally? Well, I think last week, um, the panel said, you know yourself, you know what works for you. Um, and you know yourself and you know how you learn and connect with God. But I would also like to say um, to know your why. Why am I reading this Bible? And, and to ask yourself that question, what is my why? Because if it's I'm a Christian and this is what good Christians do, that's why I'm reading my Bible, you're going to lose steam on it. That's not at least for me, that was not motivating. I came across the Bible recap because a friend of mine from the States had posted on Facebook a quote from the Bible recap. And it was, what if we started reading the Bible looking for God's character rather than how we need to change? And that grabbed me. That was already the way I was... um, looking at how worship happens and it made sense to me that the scripture should be read that way too i'm reading the bible and i'm looking for 
a God shot rather than a selfie. I'm reading it as God's story, not my story. And and that's why I think this Bible reach um, the Bible recap is just so important because it has trained me to sit down and look at the Bible and what I'm reading. It has trained me to look for God. Doesn't mean that I come out unchanged <laughs> from reading it, but um, but yeah, I just take myself. The self focus is off of me as I read the Bible, and I'm I'm reading for the knowledge, but just for knowing God. And it's God, let any knowledge that I gain serve to help me love you and others and not puff me up. So I'm reading for that knowledge. I'm reading to know God, but I'm letting that love, let, letting myself know that love in God. Context, I, context, I, really context. Think, I really think this listening um, opportunity that we have really opens this area of devotional um you know access to the scriptures up you know you can um you can listen to the bible in your car you can take the bible on a walk with you you can even take the bible on a run with you if you're listening to it i, I mean i wouldn't recommend you take the bible for a run if you're actually gonna have the print copy you know it's not going to work as well for you um i i actually listen uh do bible recap and listen to the bible while i'm at the gym uh, because it's something that I'm already, well, I was uh, doing, you know, on a regular basis. So it was a great rhythm to just add in um, scripture and prayer to uh, when I wake up in the morning uh, or when I come back to the bedroom in the morning, I often hear this strange male voice in our bedroom uh, <laughs> reading the scriptures to my wife. It's a bit, a bit arresting at first. And then I realized it was the Bible recap uh, or is the you version. Um, there's other other ways though, you know, I think um, you can, uh, there's the practice of Lecto Divina where you, you're basically um, allowing the scripture to be read multiple times or reading it multiple times to just allow it to, to, to settle in, to slow down, um, uh, to not just try and dredge meaning from it uh, in a kind of a really assertive way, but to allow the meaning to come to you. Um, there are, um, I think, um, using some of the apps uh, whether it's getting a Bible verse in the morning in your email inbox or to your, to your uh, uh, by text, uh, ways that actually pop scripture into your day uh, in a rhythm, uh, a bit like, you know, you can do the same thing with prayer. I think uh, sometimes uh, having these kind of externally produced rhythms uh, help. They're like training wheels. They help us uh, uh, become, uh, you know, more aware of, this, of the scriptures playing out in our day. I'll often um, pick a verse. Sometimes it's one I might be preaching on read devotionally or engage with devotionally I'll, I'll play it in the car when i'm driving just play it over and over and over um kind of doing my own uh, lectio divina um, in the car and just allow it to really kind of soak in um so these uh, we'll put we'll put all these kind of different options and and links um even uh uh lumo.com which we hit the which was where we got the video for today's reading um they're beautifully shot videos and what a great way to engage um, with scripture uh, in a way that really allows you to enter the narrative rather than just sort of kind of trying to screen the words for meaning to actually enter it. So all of these are, are options and, and we'll share those uh, on the website during the week. The joys of modern technology, I think the internet has slowed down. I don't know whether you can still see me on the picture or not. 
Um, but we've reached that point. Oh, that's good. You can hear me. I can be like into your room in here, you know, sp speaking scripture. Um, we've reached that point where, you know, that, that um, studious student in the room goes, but what about? But what about? So what about the large um, and small questions of life? You know, those we've, we've all been there. We need guidance We've you know, we go straight to the Bible trying to look for that, that, that miracle answer. Um, you know, there's the, the big decisions, the everyday, everyday choices. I mean, Talon seeing the Gideon's Bible tucked away in, in the top drawer there. Do we need a Gideon's Bible on hand at all times just so we can find, I guess, that, <laughs> that perfect verse for that occasion that we might need to come across? Yeah. Oh, look, sometimes I think that 100%, the Bible does provide, you know, really direct answers. You know, like you could go to your Bible with a question, like a prayer, like, you know, dear Lord, please help me to understand whether it's okay for me to gossip today. You know, dear Lord, please help me work out whether it's okay for me to murder someone today. You know, there, so there, there really are, you know, some very concrete um, uh, guardrails uh, in the scriptures. Um uh, yeah, so I, th I think at times that really is the case. <laughs> and then and then at other times, Scripture acts as a package of discernment. You see, Scripture doesn't stand on its own. We have the Holy Spirit within us, and the Holy Spirit is revealing Scripture to us. And I love what Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is living and it's acting and it's the Holy Spirit joining with the word of God so that we can read through the Bible in 2021 and in 2022, the Holy Spirit is revealing something about God's character that is new. And back to my um, Bible recap prayers, one is God help me to see something new about you that I've never seen before. See, I am not a rereader of books usually. They have to be really, and I mean really good, <laughs> in order for me to reread them. But because the word of God is living and active, whatever I'm trying to discern on my next walk through the Bible, the Holy Spirit will be there to help me see something that I've never seen about God before. And... Um, so that doesn't give me pause about having to reread the Bible again next year. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And the final um, prayer that goes with the Bible recap is, God, direct my steps according to your word. Whew. she's been a journey she's been a journey tonight and um well first of all thank you so much uh the two of you for your insight and i guess helping to break down uh again some of those misconceptions that we have around kind of getting stuck into scripture um again a recap all of this is going to be on our website for the midweek check-in so if anything has kind of been stirred or moved in uh uh, in you to, to to begin that journey get amongst it and again try and uh, unpack some of what's been spoken about tonight please 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 do get into it um 
a huge thank you to to the two of you for making time to kind of engage with us in this format as well. It's really easy to uh, to hear from you both in in other ways, and it's nice to be able to, I guess, uh, sit down. He's gone. I, I think Greg Greg uh, Greg finally uh, had to give up the the battle with uh, with the internet. Uh, well, it was good because he was just about to throw to me anyway. Um, as we uh, uh, head towards 